Hey there, how you doing? Well, my microphone is somehow a bit askew here. Let me just fix that. I'm back from my vacation. I, uh, I've been here since Sunday. I was on, on the road in the plane from Sunday 4th to Sunday 11th in Athens. And like I told you, I was visiting a friend down there, someone who actually, you know, I've gotten a little closer to, I think. Um, she's a great woman, in my opinion. Um, not the way you think in terms of, you know, heterosexual stuff between her and me or anything like that. No. She's gay. She's living with, uh, with her fiancé uh, for a while, and uh, it works between them really well. They are such a great couple, uh, very kind and, and heartwarming, these, these people, and, and generous. Um, actually made me almost cry to, to, to fly back home. You know, I, I had really bad feelings. I didn't want to. I'd like to stay. Uh, these people I consider to be more of, for the future, let's say, really good friends. I think there's a lot we could do. Um, in terms of maintaining contact or even traveling to, to, to Greece more often because I haven't seen that much of, of Athens in the end anyway. I've been, um, I mean, I have seen the, the, uh, the Acropolis, in case you're interested. Uh, you should go there. It's a fantastic monumental structure that um, really, I think, will exceed your expectations. It's really big and you can learn a lot while you're there, or although you might learn more details and more interesting stuff if you actually read a book about it or watch a documentary of, you know, the, the time when it was built, when the idea came around and it took them 10 years to finish constructing the entire plain field up there on, on that hilltop. And uh, afterwards, when I was, you know, done with that, I went to the brand new um, Acropolis Museum, which is also quite fascinating, although I'm not really that much a fan of these sculptures and uh, archaeological finds that they made. They are interesting to look at. They're not that much interesting for me to keep reading about it. It's good to know that they're there, that they made uh, progress and have found even more uh, more findings in the earth. And it's, it's, that's okay. You know, it's, If you're interested in that stuff, you can knock yourself out. I wanted to see it to know what it's like in there. And then in the end, I was pretty tired and went into a cafe inside there. Um, by the way, uh, if you plan on going to Athens, it is more expensive than I expected, especially now, I think, with the inflation going on pretty much everywhere in the world and the economic crisis that we face, thanks to multiple uh, you know, events, starting with COVID, now, now the war, and uh, prices for oil and gas going up. I'm not sure if it's going to be maintained this way. I don't want to talk about that. I think it's going to be enough to know that one fine day, it might be possible that all of this stuff goes away and that we can live a normal, uh, healthy lifestyle at some point in time. But until that happens, I think a lot more is going to be destroyed in the meantime. Or, uh, you know, financial struggles anyway, they will never really stop. But if you're planning on going there, you should 
think about maybe taking more money with you or at least have your credit card with you because that's the best and safest way to pay as far as I can tell for myself. I use my card plenty. Um, anywhere in, in a restaurant or a taxi cab, you can, you can pay with, uh, with Visa very easily. I'm not so sure about the MasterCard, but Visa is a pretty uh, safe bet, at least for you as a, as a European. You shouldn't have any trouble with your bank whatsoever. You can pay anywhere, anything, at any time. Use ATM machines, of course, in case you need cash, which, um, to be honest, is not recommended. Uh, first of all, because it's unnecessary to carry cash around. It's it maybe um, for security for security reasons, a small small amount would be suffice, but that's about it. You can really do anything with your card down there. So that's even for me as a German, a, a very uh, a pleasant surprise, because in my country. You know, we're so way behind in Germany. We really are. And you can pay with a credit card everywhere. It's it's a very slow process. And actually um, maintaining uh, a steady credit card business here so that you could actually offer people this kind of payment. We're making more progress now with Google Pay or uh, pay, yeah, PayPal in general than Google Pay, electronic forms of payment or Apple Pay with uh, with your device, which is okay. It's something I haven't tried by now. At least I'm, I'm thinking about it, but I don't really need it as long as I still have my, my credit card working for me. But um, Greece is just so much more advanced in this regard, even though, you know, to, to say the least, it's a, it's, it's a rather poor country. You know, they have a lot of issues, a lot of struggles to deal with. And their way of life is a lot more complicated than you would realize or even think about when you compare that to, let's say, England or uh, France, Germany, of course, Switzerland. There is no fucking way you you can really compare that. The Greek people have a lot to fight for. Now, the funny thing is if you're looking for an apartment, if you want to buy one, uh, some regions offer apartments quite cheap. You know, we're talking about 30 or 40 square meters for, let's say, 40, 50, 60,000 bucks, which is not that much to begin with. At least, I mean, for me, it's still not affordable, but it's an option, you know. But in the newer regions, or let's say the more richer parts of Athens, for example, Glyfada, where I stayed in a hotel, um, are generally more expensive especially when it comes to the apartments, for newly built structures that I found, I I looked at construction sites. That's what I like to do when I'm in a different country. I just walk around, explore the area, try to figure out how they live, look at the buildings, the infrastructure, the, um, um, what was it again? The the word I'm missing. I'm sorry, I've I've been sleeping like a a mule back there. Uh, Behind me is my bed, uh, trying to regain strength, I guess, and stamina, because I am quite exhausted from, from my trip, probably because of the heat, but that's a different story. Um, the architecture, right, that's the word I was looking for. The architecture is beautiful, not by all standards, not by every building that you see. I mean, the old traditional way of building is unfortunately not well maintained. Many buildings are broken. 
or are going to have their facade breaking down. They have walls cracking. The streets are kaput. You know, they're just all breaking apart. They have poor ways of organizing that, unfortunately, or maybe just lack of money and interest to invest in such things to maintain a proper, well-run infrastructure. Their roads are surprisingly good. Um, some have, of course, you know, like broken roads, cracks, holes in it and all that. We have the same kind of debris here in, in Germany. Uh, in some parts, even worse if you're, if you're living on the countryside because roads really just go, just get wasted over time, especially when trucks keep rolling over them, of course, you know, because who wants to maintain that? Mostly, uh, you know, states and towns don't have money for that, which is the sad truth, really. But um, for Athens and for the for the possibilities they have, the financial status that they're in right now, I have to say that the cities are run surprisingly good uh, in comparison to other countries. Let's say the Philippines or so. You know, they they have a lot to deal with and to struggle for, but it's still working uh, better than than I have expected. The only really, really, really downside from the visual aspect of Athens or any part of, of Greek uh, of Greece that I have seen myself, like uh, the island uh, Rhodos, okay, is uh, the fact that they really throw everything on the street. The garbage, um, amount of garbage and trash and litter littering that you find there is staggeringly high. Now, not so high that you would say to yourself, oh, I can't live here, this is disgusting. It is high enough to make you aware there's a problem, okay? You see filled bins beyond belief, broken bins. You see trash on, on the street corners. You see uh, uh, broken furniture lying around machinery, old washing machines or, uh, you know, dishwasher, uh, freezer, that kind of stuff. You find that more often in the suburban areas where they don't know where to put that shit or they have no money to transport it to a proper uh, garbage disposal site, you know. So to make things easy, they just throw it around somewhere and leave it there. Same goes for old broken cars. You eventually find that too. And the amount of trash and, and litter just being thrown in, around and collected in certain deserted areas was in, in, on islands like Rhodos just way, way worse. In Athens, they do try to maintain uh, more tidiness. They're trying. They're not trying hard enough, but they're trying. They're trying to get the streets at least clean, you know, picking up all the trash cans and emptying them and all that. But everything else that is flying around, well, it seems like nobody sees themselves as responsible to clean that up. And if they do send, uh, let's say, some, some workers working for the government or for the cities and the state, um, they work only in specific areas for a specific amount of time and then they're gone and you don't see them anymore. At least not for me in, in that single week where I was. So I can only assume they have not enough money to actually maintain that. They don't have the personnel to pay and send around to do the job and so forth. So you get, you know, you have your limits in what you're actually capable of doing. And sometimes it seems that some people don't want to do anything. They're quite comfortable and lazy sometimes. Not everyone. I think the most uh, sturdiest and hardest working people I've seen around were actually women in, in, uh, in Greece. Um, downtown Athens is worth visiting at least once, if not twice. But be aware it's, um, it's a capital. 
it's a gigantic city and there's a lot going on. Uh, the area where, where I was, Glyphada, is also a part of Athens itself. Um, pretty much everything about the southern region of Greece is uh, belongs to Athens or is a part of Athens. And downtown Athens itself, you can get there pretty easily by metro, which I haven't tried, but you can also use the tram that works just fine, really. And they're always almost on time. The only downside is it's pretty difficult to get a ticket because you don't know where to go. And I've asked in people, you know, working in kiosks directly in the area of, of downtown and shopping miles and, of course, the tram lines. And they told me they don't know. You know, some of them had really no clue where I could buy the tickets. Others sent me to a machine, a machine that I at first didn't quite get how that worked. But, you know, there was a button for the English language. So that seemed to work just fine. It couldn't take my cash, but it took my visa just fine. And I could buy myself finally a ticket um, to, to, you know, like one day uh, flat rate. So you could actually ride all devices, bus, metro, and tram, and just get around very nicely and easily all across Athens. And uh, you could also stack that up to a five-day ticket, which costs you €8.20 at this time. With these, with, I took one five-day ticket, so I, was, I kept on going, you know, just back and forth seeing everything I could as far as I could uh, with, with, with the time that I had anyway. You know, at one day I, I, I was sitting at the beach and taking a swim. I wanted to spend more time at the beach, but it wasn't as comfortable as I thought it was. It was very rocky. It's not necessarily, uh, it, it was clean. That much is sure. It was maintained pretty well, but it's, it's just, you don't have sand. It's not a sand beach. It's a rocky beach. And for your barefoot, it's not exactly all that pleasant but once you're in the water it's just really spectacular the water's clean it's very uh, very bright you can see right through it you can see to the ground you can see fishes moving around it's it's really you know very relaxing and fun to do um, i didn't have any worries that you might get robbed there or you know that somebody steals something from you everybody left you alone um, that's also the beauty of, of, uh, of, of the Greek people that, has, that I have noticed. They don't stare at you like the Germans do. As soon as I came back to Germany, I had that phenomenon once again. You know, this, this constant staring and checking you out, the judgmental type of views that people give you, this really disrespectful thing that they do. This is typical for Germany. And I haven't experienced that in, in Athens at all. If, if you look someone in the eye, it's basically by accident or just because somebody maybe likes you or maybe doesn't trust you. But it doesn't happen all that often. It doesn't matter if you're in the store, if you're on the beach, they leave you alone. You know, you have your spot. If you don't find one, you can ask people if they know of a spot, you know, with shades and, and um, an umbrella stand and all that, that stuff, which is on most beaches actually free. And... Um, Back in Germany, it, it's it's always the same. It, it never stops. Not not everyone does it simultaneously. We're not talking about zombies looking at you, like hundreds of thousands of them. But but the 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 opportunity that arises at some point where some guy or or woman looks at you is just staggeringly high enough, and it will happen. And they will look at you, and they keep looking at you, and they want to look at you again and again, and trying to figure you out. And they don't realize how unpolite that really is. And Germans will never learn from that. I really do. I really believe that. I am a German myself and I tend to also look at other people. 
but I don't stare at them constantly, you know, trying to like judge them and look them directly in the eye and then maintaining that lock. I mean, what the fuck? That's sick. If you've never been to Germany, you have to be prepared for that. Okay, and that's, that's just my opinion. You might think I'm crazy. I see this stuff everywhere, so don't tell me I'm wrong. Okay, I, this is my, my experience. I've, I've had this for over 30 years, this bullshit. Don't tell me that it's not true. But uh, anyway, um, Athens was great. If you want to see some pictures, I've uploaded some on Instagram. You can check them out if you have the, the, uh, the address of my Instagram page. If not, you can find it here in the podcast page. It is fine. Um, it's all good. If you don't want to, I don't care. It's fine. You don't have to. Um, the view of, of Athens when you're up there in the Acropolis is really beautiful. You actually get a sense of how big the city really is. You know, and all the people living there, the complexity of it all, the size, the culture. One thing that I regret not doing um, was, uh, was, was, a, was a day trip for, I think, about 12 hours to jump around with a group of people driving through uh, certain areas of Athens that were, let's say, famous for their food, for their cultural snacks, for their way of cooking, uh, their, their drinks, their desserts, uh, pastry, or meats, fish, all that stuff. And you could pay once for that and you just drive around. You can taste everything for free. You can, well, not for free, but you paid for it. You, you eat samples of food everywhere you go. You keep on doing that and just, you know, entertain yourself with it, get to know other people. That's cool. And I, I, I kind of forgot doing it. I was basically busy just exploring and going to the beach, like I said, the Acropolis, and spending time with my friend there. So that's all I could really do in that one single week. It was kind of, it was a pretty much, <laughs> to say the least. And I have my own pace of doing things. So if I wanted to do uh, something else, for example, a, a boat trip, which was also on my mind, but I, I have to say it's a bit, a little bit too expensive for me. I, I rather spend food, you know, money on food, good food. I went to great restaurants, partially expensive restaurants, but the food was fantastic. And I did eat a lot of fish. So I was really happy there. Um, what really surprises me, though, is that uh, prices for, uh, for food, for groceries in, in general are partially even more expensive than in Germany. Now, we make more money in Germany. I mean, I have like a salary of, well, I don't want to say it really, it's not that much, but, <laughs> but it's still a lot more than what people make uh, with minimum wage jobs in, in, uh, in Athens or in, in, in Greece in general. That's really troubling when you think about the gas prices are almost exactly as expensive as in Germany. They still have to have to, you know, gas up their car somehow. They have to buy food. They have to pay the rent. They have to pay for power, electricity, and heating. I mean, come on. You know, it's, it's, that is really, really sad to see that they haven't found a way to, uh, to better their own lifestyles. They're, the, there's a huge, huge, humongous gap between the rich and the poor in, 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 in Greece. And I'm not quite sure if anyone really told you about this or if you haven't even heard about it. I've, I've met people online, at least, who were arguing with me that the Czech Republic, for example, is one of the more richer countries as of now. And I'm thinking to myself, that's not true. <laughs> what the hell? I know Czech people. 
You know, I know a lot of them who do minimum wage jobs in the company I work for because the Czech Republic is just around the corner. You know, the border is just, it's very close. You can go there. And uh, they, have, they have a hard time right now, especially right now anyway. I mean, it's, it's worse than ever before. They, they're, they, they're, they're barely capable of, of paying for gas than coming over here to do the job because they still make more money here in Germany than they do in their own home in their own country and in whatever company that they can find to do any kind of work, you know? So it's not exactly that easy to say, oh, they're doing just fine. That's not true. They have a huge gap between the rich and the poor as well. Not as extreme as in, 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 in Greece, but it's still there and it's still visible and it's getting worse in Germany just the same. You know, maintaining a good lifestyle is one thing, but if you have to start thinking about survival, purely survival, then we got a problem here. You know, and from my observation, that's what uh, the Greek people were basically dealing with in an everyday life. So my hat is off to those people who actually maintain that life and still stay happy. You know, or maybe they have just enough to live for and they're happy because of that. That being said, that is also something that I, I, uh, met, I, I, I noticed. Um, the people there overall, seem to be way more positive about life and about meeting people in general than the negative kind here in Germany. They're, we're far too uptight for that. Um, of course, there are people who, you know, who are more easygoing, they're easy to talk to, very, very authentic and not, not so much hypocritical than most people you would probably meet on the street. Some Germans can be extremely helpful and very kind, but you got to look for them. You have to have patience, you know? And in some areas, it's more easy. In other areas, it's very, very difficult, like in North Germany, I'd say. In, in uh, you know, Nordrhein-Westfalen, where I came from, I had super negative experiences for years on end. And then you have Hamburg, which is supposed to be very positive. I've never been there myself. I'd like to go there. Right at the moment, I don't want to travel right now. I just want to keep the rest of my days for myself and you know, keep writing and studying on my, 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 my crap then go to work and sometime in October I have another week of vacation. I'm still thinking about maybe leaving again. So let's see how that goes. But um, the mentality of the Greek people, like I said, is vastly different from the German people by far, by fucking far. Um, I could talk openly to pretty much anyone if you're kind enough and showing that you have interest in their language and say like hello in in in, in Greek, which means yasas, and they, they look at you like it's you're probably one of them, and then you start talking, you know, gently in English. Most people like that. Not everyone. I also met people who were just annoyed by tourists, which is normal. You have that everywhere, and it's perfectly understandable why. I wouldn't want to piss off other people myself, but I'm just a douchebag with a backpack and a baseball cap on my head and trying to get around town. So I don't mind if somebody's pissed or, or so. I mean, it happens. It's fine. I don't blame them. You know, it's, it's still, uh, Athens is still a gigantic tourist attraction. That is, uh, you know, it's sad, but true. <laughs> they, at least they make some good money with that. But um, I met, you know, aside from those people when I'm, talking about my friend, the name, her name is uh, Mirto, 
or I'm not sure how it's pronounced correctly. She told me many times, I, I keep forgetting. I think it's called Mirto or Mirto, some, somewhere around that line, right? And uh, she's a really, really great girl. She's uh, over 30 now with a, a slightly younger a fiance. They are both just terrific people. We went out, you know, I, I invited them for dinner or just surprisingly just paid for them because, you know, I, I know how hard it is for them to, to, to survive. And they still insisted on driving me around in some areas. You know, I wanted to pay gas for them. They didn't let me. So <laughs> I felt kind of bad because of that. But uh, I will repay them at some point in time. And I always said, if you come to Germany, I'm going to take a week off or two and I'm going to drive you around wherever you need to go. You know, because Bavaria is big and everything is just stretched around really, really far and you got so much forest in, in between. So it's a different kind of living. But um, uh, they, they uh, not only did they show me around, they, we had great talks. We also talked about, you know, uh, what it's like to be gay and, and in Athens or in, in Greece in general, which isn't exactly easy. We also talked about trans topics or the non-binary stuff, which we didn't really agree on because I'm still, let's say, mostly a bit more negative towards that topic because I, I have trouble accepting or believing that it all works the way they say, but that's just me. Um, I don't mind if somebody's different. I just really, it pisses me off when it tries to invade my language, okay? So that's, that's not good. <laughs> Aside from that, aside from that, I also got to know her aunt. Uh, her mom is not, wasn't present, or at least uh, they were not exactly in the best terms, communication-wise. Um, father, don't know, I forgot. I, she told me about it, but I just forgot. It was years ago. We never talked about it again. I think it was also more negative, I think. And uh, my, um, oh yeah, her, her aunt was great to talk to. She's an, an English teacher. Uh, she also had um, a longtime boyfriend who was also very polite, very fun to talk to, a very funny guy, and she was so heartwarming. You know, it's it's really incredible. You just sit there and talk to these people like you've known them forever, and it's so easy. It's so easy to get in touch with these people. It was so good, such a positive experience, and that's what made me sad coming back to Germany because I know I don't have that here, with all these fucking idiots and hypocrites here. I really, really, really dislike being in Germany. And I got to think about a way or finding a solution to get my ass out of here at some point in time. I don't know when, I don't know how, but I still have studies I need to finish and I still got work to do and saving money. Maybe I can think of something afterwards. But until then, you know, even if I had a job, survival in, in Greece is not easy. I can understand why people have a tough time there. I really do. But also, you know, if, 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 you're, um, if you're male and you're, you're straight and you're looking for an interesting, kind, and maybe exciting woman at some point, or just visually something completely different than what you're used to, I personally think the Greek women are one of the most beautiful women on the planet. The stuff I've seen there, people also, you know, just briefly talk to and short flirt maybe. I didn't try anything harsh there, like, you know, really going out on a date with a stranger. I actually didn't want to, but um, we talked about that too, didn't we? But uh, uh, just from this, the, the sheer visual aspect, the facial beauty of these women, it doesn't matter if they're like around there, you know, 18, 20 or 35 or 45, there's so much beauty to be found there. They're so dignified, in, dignified looking and sophisticated woman, just beautiful, 
absolutely, shockingly beautiful, at least to me personally. When I come back to Germany, I think to myself, I do not need another German woman. I don't want that. I want something like that. That's really, that's insane, you know? Puts a smile on your face just when you think about it. But uh, that might just be me. You know, everyone's taste is different. Maybe you don't like Greek women all that much. I personally was very positively surprised. And uh, just, it's really a sight to behold. It, you, you have to go down there and see that. If you're, if you're lesbian and you like women, which you probably do because you're lesbian, right? What a sentence is that? Then go there, you know, just check out the people, check out the, the girls there. You will find someone for sure. It's really, really great. <laughs> So I have some positive memories about that, at least. Uh, no, it's just, I have positive memories in, in, in general. I talked to uh, my, my taxi driver, who was also a very, very kind guy. I think his, his name was Dimitros. Uh, he was, um, he was swell. You know, I just had a brief talk with a guy, very open-minded person, also with all the, the political nonsense going on and all that. So he was... Also, he has been in so many countries himself and he really behaved and talked like that, that he knew what, you know, that it's a shame that you, that some people don't travel. If you want to see something of the world, then you should and not just sit at home and watch TV or some, something like that. If you can and you have a possibility, you should go on an airplane and get the fuck out of here and see the world for what it really is. And that is a beautiful experience. He saw it the same way. Of course he did. You know, he's been there for how many years now? Fucking A. I believe him that, you know, he, he could have lied to me and just tell me that story just to get a tip. But he was very authentic in telling that story and told me he had so many friends in different countries and he sometimes likes to visit them. Why wouldn't he? You know? So overall, I got to say, I met interesting, nice people there. I'm looking forward to get back there uh, whenever the time uh, seems to be right or if my cash flow is uh, <laughs> steady enough to afford another trip. And maybe, uh, one fine day, maybe, if I have more room here, or let's say if I, uh, if I move to a different area or a new apartment, let's say, with more space, I will most likely invite uh, Mirto and, and her, um, her girlfriend or wife, depending. Uh, they want to get married now at, at, in, in October. I sadly cannot attend. I would love to. Um, but, you know... And they, I'd like to see them here and just drive them around a little bit because they've never been anywhere. As far as I know, they haven't traveled much. Maybe her girlfriend did. I'm a little fuzzy on the memory there, but you know, we also did a drinking game. We met some friends of, of theirs because her, uh, you know, for my friend's fiance, she actually had a birthday party, a very small one, and just invited some friends. I was hesitating at first because I thought I don't want to be the fifth wheel on some fucking wagon. But they insisted that I show up, so I did. And uh, was it actually a great party? It was, it was easy. It was fun to talk to. Different kinds of people came there with different uh, lifestyles and, and occupations and all that. But uh, we, we had this, this fun drinking game, which is called Never Have I Ever. And then, of course, you probably know what kind of game that is. I've never played it myself, but I heard about it from movies and TV shows. You tell the truth about something specific and... Uh, uh, if if if, a que if if one of these um, questions or sentences arise, they played it from a smartphone. You know, we just shared the thing. Um, if if you've done something or you experienced something that the app said, then you have to drink. If you don't drink, 
That means you, you've never experienced it, obviously. And if you're the only one drinking, you have to tell the story behind it, what happened. That was kind of fun to do. So uh, that's cool, okay? I had, uh, I just, I'm just really genuinely sad that it's over. I would have loved to stay longer, but um, I can't. Financially, uh, I can't do that. However, however, um, the one thing that I was a bit fighting against was the heat. We had 30 degrees Celsius on a constant basis almost, somewhere between 28 and 34. But I think most of the time it was 30. And that's too hot for me for some reason. It's really exhausting when you're just walking around, hiking all, all over and then taking a tram, just traveling around, seeing things. You want to see how people live, the construction sites, the apartments, all that. That's something I forgot to mention, by the way. Um, the heat really got to me. And I made a mistake once and sat in a fish restaurant near, uh, near, near a bay, a yacht bay, to be precise, and I, uh, I ordered a beer. I drank that beer. It was a Heineken. And fucking A, did I feel dizzy afterwards. You know, it, I needed water, and I took a beer instead, and it really worked right away. I was so finished. <laughs> I was sweating all over. I thought, man, I don't feel good. <laughs> I have to get out of here. So I paid for my food, which was delicious, as usual. Said thank you, gave him a tip, and just left. I, I went back to my hotel, took a shower, and needed a nap. So um, that was the heat. I'm not used to that. I think if I would stay in those countries like, like you know, Greece or other countries like, let's say, Taiwan for a while, the, uh, the, the strong heat and the humidity, once you've dealt with that and you experience it every day over and over and over again for a longer period of time, I think you do get adjusted to it. And then it starts to become fun. For me, that one week, because of the temperature, was a bit stressful, unfortunately. I didn't feel all that good in the end, but the good food made, made up for it. And it really did. So that's it. Um, I didn't want to talk more about that. Oh, yeah, the apartments, the newer ones that were built or being built in Glyfada, they cost between 500000 over a million, depending on the size Okay, and we're talking specifically something around 70 or 80 square meters up to 120 or 35, somewhere around that line. And that's really, really darn spacey, adventury, insanely expensive. I don't know who wants to buy that. I can only assume the super rich or, you know, some business people from abroad or just wealthy people from God knows where just buying an apartment there because they can. And I wish I could do the same. I can't. I absolutely cannot. Uh, I'm still thinking about buying an apartment there, though. I've been thinking about that for many years because I think Greece is an interesting place to be. Um, I'm not sure how far I could go there with my retirement money. I think I would be uh, living a rather poor life there, to be honest. But it's worth a try, I think. It's worth at least to think about it. I'd be more interested in Greece, I think, than in Spain. But that's just me. A friend of mine moved to Spain. He's trying to build up a new existence of his. He wants to work in construction, freelance, or do something else in that regard, being self-employed perhaps, or maybe find a company to work for. He took his wife and two kids uh, to Spain just recently. He got himself a new apartment. He paid for everything. He made sure that 
he gets, you know, things done there and he really wants to get out of Germany because he's pissed off at Germans in general because of the same topics I talked about over and over and over again. Our negative mentality, the bad weather. I mean, right now it's like we're fucking freezing here and it's raining all the time. Welcome to Germany. We, we never have a really good summer. It's just maybe a few days of heat, then it's too much heat, then for two weeks straight just dry, and then it's over. That was, that was summer for you. This year was maybe a little bit better, but not that much. Right now we're just sitting in the middle of the rain. And that's it. Sometimes it's nice. I do like rain sometimes, but if it's just if it becomes like an everyday thing, a constant phenomenon in Germany, it does piss you off at some point. So that's it for now. I don't want to keep talking too long. I think half an hour podcast might be enough. Uh, I, I hope you guys are still doing well and that you had fun, uh, that you're taking care of each other and that you're trying to stay healthy and friendly and positive and all these beautiful things. I hope you can tune in next time. Until then, yours truly, Dean Laxer.